This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, you might need a portfolio. You might need a website. You might need a blog. You do need all of these yeah, things. Yeah, you need all those things. I mean, aren't you living in 20-whatever-this-is in now? Yes. I mean, by the time you hear this show, it might be 2027. You might be a cyborg, but you still need a website, and Squarespace is absolutely still the best pl- way to do that. Yeah, yeah. They've got beautifully designed templates, customizable features. You do it all just with the click of a mouse. Yep. To get started, whether you're a cyborg or not, go to <laughs> squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. With Third Love, you can find a perfect fitting bra in minutes. They've got this Fit Finder quiz online. This is the only kind of quiz I ever want to take, yeah. really. Um, and it helps you find exactly the right, not only size, but also bra style and shape for, you know, whatever you're into and, and what your body looks like and, and wh- whatever. Now, that sounds great. But what if I wanted to try it free for 30 days well, with no Matthew, risk? Matthew, you can do that. You just pay $2.99 for shipping and you do this by going to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk if you like it keep it they'll charge your card if you don't send it back and you're only out $2.99 you can try it for 30 days folks that's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about sorbet. And wait a minute, can I just say... Yes? This is episode number 298. It is? Yes. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Oh my God. We, we've spent so much of our lives doing this, Matthew. <laughs> like, how many, how many days, like 24-hour days, do you think we've invested in this? A lot. A lot. Yeah. You know, I, think I mean, at least a hundred, right? I see you more often than I see my cat. I the, mean, if you figure each of these is like an hour of oh, work. Oh, we're really doing the math, huh? Yeah. So, so that's a lot of days, Matthew. Yeah. The answer, the answer is a lot. A lot. Like my okay. calculator is smoking. Great. All right. So let's talk about sorbet. Um, yeah. So that was that was uh, that was our, the sorbet episode. <laughs> that that was how we acknowledge our two hundred ninety eighth anniversary. <laughs> Um, so this was the episode that we we came up with the idea to do this um, 
during the ma- boxed mac and cheese episode mm-hmm. where we got so hot that we had to be hospitalized pretty much. I was like, why aren't we eating something cool? It's summer. Yeah. And you were right. And yeah. now we are. It's not as hot today, but I mean, still kind of gross in the studio as always. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we're eating sorbet and we will not be deterred by the fact that we're not suffering from heat stroke. <laughs> You know, I also feel like we should point out that, like, uh, I'm really glad that we're we're squeaking in under 300 episodes with with this topic because I fear that sorbets are are going the way of the cassette tape. Yeah, it's this is genuinely I was surprised by this. Matthew observed while buying the sorbets for us to eat for today's episode that there are far fewer sorbets in your grocer's freezer case than there used to be. Yeah, no, I remember buying sorbet in the 90s, and I mean here's my theory and I have no it's evidence. It's a low fat thing. Well, yeah. So I think that that sorbet used to be the non-dairy or low fat and or low fat ice cream alternative. And now there's like coconut. Yeah, and there's milk like Halo shit. Top and there's there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I feel like people who who don't want to eat straight up ice cream have a lot of alternatives that that seem a lot mm-hmm. healthier than sorbet. Right. Uh which uh yeah, which is basically like sugar and ice. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean which I'm fine with. Yeah, me too. Totally fine with so, it. But w- what that means is, like, I went around to, like, four different stores looking for sorbet and came up with, like, three flavors of Haagen-Dazs. And uh, we, we did not buy Talenti Sorbetto for this just uh, just to avoid the, the appearance of a conflict of interest because uh, they are a frequent advertiser on the show. Yep, yep. So, you know, of course Talenti makes sorbet. Of course we will not be talking about it today. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to start eating this, but can we walk down memory lane while I eat it? Yeah. So can we start with like a uh, like three hundred years ago memory lane? Like, no. how did this um, how did this idea of sorbet as a palate cleanser get started? Was this was this ever a real thing? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Mm. Do you have an answer? Um. See, I got a lot of conflicting information about sorbet. You're not going to believe this, but I went on the internet and I found a lot of opinions. The impression that I got, which seems crazy, but I want to hear from listeners and or readers, is that what we know as sorbet, the thing we're talking about today, is kind of an American affectation. Um, oh. Like that, you know, that in Italy there's like granita, which is which is more mm-hmm. like, you know, you freeze it and then you, you kind of chip chunks off of it with a chisel. Um, I think a fork yeah. is what you might be um, looking for. No, I'm, I'm fork is, is too... Uh, <laughs> I, I need something manlier than a fork. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, like, but this, this, uh, you know, commercially produced, like churned, dairy free. This is very smooth. Uh, very smooth dessert. Uh, I, I saw on Wikipedia, it said like this, this is basically unknown in the UK. I don't know if this is true. UK listeners, what say you? Hmm. Interesting. So wait, this doesn't answer the palate cleansers question. Oh. I don't know how we transitioned from that to this. So, so um, also at the same time, I was looking like you know, is there a food after which you feel like you need to have your palate cleansed before you move on to like a salad course or oh, something? Um, maybe like I want to say like something something really greasy, but like what what would that be mm, specifically? Well, like like kettle bra- chips? Bra- yeah. <laughs> Like what about like braised short ribs? That shit yeah, can get pretty that, that oily. Is what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, like the salad course is itself it's a, palate a palate cleanser. cleanser the but vinegar. I would think of vinegar if we're talking about like actual like removal of like any kind of slick on mm-hmm. one's tongue. Vinegar is 
going to be way more effective than sugar syrup. What if they just brought you a little um, uh, cup of scope like they do at the dentist? That's a great idea. Uh-huh. That's going to make whatever you eat afterward taste fantastic. Well, because I mean, the salad course moved from after the entree to before the entree sometime. Mm, yeah, like in America. In America, and and now and now I think for the first time I really understand like why why it was supposed to be after the short ribs. Mm-hmm. Let's bring back the this the salad course. Yeah, but so so I was you know I got kind of conflicting information about whether like when when you do serve sorbet as a palate cleanser is it supposed to be like this like a Haagen Dazs lemon sorbet or is it supposed to be something something like more something less sweet but but still cold. <laughs> Wow, I'm really glad that we did not so, get to the bottom of so that. So we settled this. Mm-hmm. Memory lane. So as a kid, I loved sorbet. Um, okay. I particularly loved raspberry sorbet, which mm. and I remember my mm. family buying Haagen-Dazs raspberry sorbet, and I could swear that it was more raspberry-y and less um, pale pink. Like it was a darker pink than this. I kind of remember it that way, too. It was a darker pink, and it was not quite this smooth. And it was more raspberry-y. This is like kind of, I mean, it's raspberry, but it's kind of like, I don't know. What do but, you think about the flavor of this? I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's not super intense. And like, you know, what What you, what you want from a sorbet is like, uh, you know, you, you don't want the creaminess of cream coming between you and your fruits, right? Yeah, I want it to really taste like the fruit intensely, and this does not. But the lemon does to me. And the mango does. Oh, as I haven't well. tried the mango yet. Anyway, so um, raspberry sorbet for sure when I was a kid. And then do you remember when chocolate sorbet came on the market? I do. I think chocolate sorbet is an awesome invention. Oh, interesting. Now I feel bad that we don't have any. I love it. I don't think I like it. Well, I really like that sort of dark cocoa y flavor. I really like it. I mean, it tastes like cocoa. Mm. And yeah. I really love that. I mean, there's a there's a time and a place for it, and there's a oh, time the mango and a place good. For, for chocolate ice cream. But I love chocolate sorbet. I really do. Um, okay, well, I if if I ever see some, <laughs> I will I will get it and have, have a solo tasting. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I'll and I'll text you, and and we'll never talk about it on the show. Hey, what what about your memory lane? I definitely had sorbet as a kid. I don't. I don't remember, you know, I was I was super into ice cream as a kid. I, I realized this is this seems shocking. Wow, this is groundbreaking. Um, I I think I probably saw sorbet as, you know, a pale imitation mm-hmm. rather than a than a thing to be appreciated for what it is. Yeah. I think as a kid I didn't know how to appreciate things for what they were. I think that is a typical kid yeah. thing. Hey, what about Italian ice? What is Italian ice? Is that is that like a granita or is that mm-hmm. It, no, like, it's, like smooth, a snow cone? it's smoother than a granita okay. or a snow cone. The grains of ice are very small. But not as it's small not, as this. It's not as smooth as this. But um, but it is quite smooth and generally very intense in whatever the flavor is. And I have to say, I was recently uh, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, birthplace of Italian ice. And anyway, <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> anyway... There was an Italian ice shop there, and I tasted three of the different Italian ices they had, and they were all better than this sorbet. So what is it, an Italian ice shop? I can't even visualize. Oh, what? well, it, it just it looked like sorbet, only not quite as kind of creamy as these are. But, it's, but it wasn't like a gelato shop. No, it was a store, but they had Italian ice in, in the case instead of ice cream or sorbet. Okay. And it was so delicious. Like that that intense fruit flavor that you and I are thinking of sorbet yeah. having 
it had. So I kind of wonder. I mean, I think Italian ice is a very like East Coast thing. I yeah, it's a thing. I don't think I really knew what it was. I feel like we need to do a spilled milk retreat to like New York or New Jersey or Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I was just gonna say, how about Delaware, the first um, state? In order to really get to the bottom of this sorbet versus Italian ice kind of thing, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have some listeners who are going to weigh in on what Italian ice means to them. Uh, what was the name of the street that you texted me from Delaware? Like, I'd never really thought about Delaware before. And then M- Munchie Branch. <laughs> then Molly texted me a photo of a street sign for Munchie Branch Road. It was, and I was amazing. Like, like, I got to go to Delaware. These are my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's, uh, um, listeners, um, we're, let's let's hold the first annual. Um, it'll be like the Gathering of the Juggalos, but for spilled milk. Uh, it, it'll be in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, mm-hmm. at we're a time to Italian be determined. Ice. We're gonna eat Italian ice. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get an Airbnb on Munchie Branch Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what else do you do in Delaware. Um, you go to the beach. You go to the beach. Okay. You eat frozen custard. Uh, you eat French fries from Thrashers. Um, wow, that sounds great. Doesn't it sound great? Yes. Yeah, let's go right now. This episode of Spilled Milk is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. Now, you know The Great Courses Plus. It's where you can watch hundreds of expertly taught courses online from your phone, your computer, your tablet, whatever. Yeah, and over 8,000 of them, in fact. That's, I think that's too many. I think you'll get too smart. Oh. I recently got too smart because I watched uh, some of a course called Food Science and the Human Body, which is taught by Professor Alyssa Cretenden at UNLV. Wow. And wow. it's wow. Uh, like, it sounds like this could be like, you know, is, is it is it going to be like all about nutrition and like what not to do? But it's not. It's it's like physiology, archaeology, cultural anthropology and nutrition, like all smooshed together. Really? Yeah. And she's like a really fun teacher. And there are a ton of lectures. There's like this there, is so cool. It starts out with one about like, what was the real paleo diet? Oh, this is like genuinely interesting. Yes. To me. There is one about uh, beer and fermentation. There's one about food as recreational drugs, like magic yeah. mushrooms and stuff. Um, and there is a whole lecture devoted to poop. Oh, my gosh. This is my dream come true. Uh-huh. So uh, it's fascinating. And I would say uh, Professor Cretenden really knows her shit. Wow. And, you know, I hear that you can get a free month because you're a spilled milk listener. I have heard that, too. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that to do that, you go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. Yep. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash M-I-L-K. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whatever your online needs might be, Squarespace can help you get them met. Yes, uh, that is true for (laughs) almost all of your online needs. Should I be more specific? Probably. Okay, okay. So maybe you are, uh, let's see, maybe you're an artist. And uh, let's see, maybe you paint pictures of like revolutionaries. Yes. Che Guevara, let's say. Okay. Uh, Like a a Chairman Mao. So maybe you're a painter. You paint pictures of these heroes. Uh, Simone Bolivar. And you, uh, Rosa Parks. Uh Uh-huh. Lenin. Um, Anyway. John Lennon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then you you need to sell those. So you put them in your online portfolio on your Squarespace website. Or, hey, maybe you make T-shirts and you want to yes. you want to open an online store of your T-shirts that you sell with screen prints of Che Guevara and uh, 
all those other people. But I mean, e-commerce, that sounds hard and expensive, is oh, it? Oh, no, not on Squarespace, Matthew. Nope. Squarespace makes it easy for you to do whatever you need to do. Portfolio, e-commerce, blog, you name it. So if I wanted to get started on my own Squarespace site and sell my own damn t-shirts, like just the t-shirts in my drawer that yeah, I don't who, want who anymore. Yeah, be on your t-shirts? Oh, um, well, I have a bunch of plain t-shirts with nothing printed on them. Oh. Uh, like the like the one I'm wearing now. Do you just think just your that... sweat stains? That's yeah, what's on. Them. That's that's right. Um, I am I'm such an internet celebrity that people want to buy my old shit. Yep. So if you have a great idea, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code spilled to get ten percent off your first purchase. Again, that's spilled. S P I L L E D. I think I know why sorbet is not as popular as it used to be. Because it's not very good? Because it's not as good as it used to be. So, but is Everything this, used to be better. Are, are we just gilding our memories, though? No. <laughs> I really believe that these things used to be less sweet. <laughs> and that they used to be more fruit-forward. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I still think the lemon is very good. Have you ever made sorbet? Uh, no. Um, I, I have made an ice cream now once or twice ever since... Uh, since since the disastrous ice homemade cream ice cream episode, episode that, that never, never aired. aired, yeah, I have made chocolate sorbet. Oh, and it was delicious, super delicious. Well, once again, I think that maybe we should have a chocolate sorbet show. Okay, fine. Um, but anyway, I will think you chocolate make some sorbet, and bring it? Um, it's never as smooth as as this Haagen Dazs stuff. This is like velvety. Uh huh. Are they are they using some sort of technology? No. So would you ever so. I'm Action. sure, like, you know, another thing that has exploded on the market is like those, um, those like, uh, very fruit forward popsicles. Outshine yes. is the brand or like Edie's or yeah. something like that. I feel like those do for me now what sorbet used to do. You they are, are so like, right. Very like good, fr- fresh fruit flavor. Um, and they, they sometimes have like fruit chunks in them, yes. which sorbet doesn't. But yes, absolutely. That is what happened to sorbet. What happened to sorbet? It got barred. It got barred. Oh my gosh. What a crime. Uh, well, no, but we, we cracked something. Like, this is the first this is our I do the think, first time we solved a mystery on that, the show. Like, if we were to, like, chart this, I uh-huh. think popsicles have gone way up yep. and sorbet way down. I, I wonder if we could do one of those, like, Google Trends things yeah. and, and confirm this hypothesis. I think we should, and we'll post it on the on the website or okay. Facebook or something. All right. It, it may turn out not to confirm the hypothesis, oh, but, but that's and, fine. Uh, uh, no. No, then we won't post it. Then we will bury that data. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just follow the example of our current government. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, we've got a rug. If you've got a rug, shovel stuff under it. Yeah, just shovel as much stuff under it as you can. Wait, sweep stuff under it. There's, there's oh. no expression. Shovel <laughs> stuff under the rug. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but there should be because we got a lot of shit here. Yeah, to shovel. Yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. So have you ever used sorbet? Like, uh, do you, well, God, do you remember in the heyday of sorbet? <laughs> I remember it so well. Do you like? I remember being ten years old. And um, eating in this restaurant with my parents, some sort of fancy restaurant mm, my parents I don't remember wanted this. to go to. Anyway, and this place had a sorbet plate. And they oh. had like 10 different flavors of sorbet that they had like around the plate, like a painter's palette. Oh, my God. With like little dots of different fruit purees. It, I had like died and gone to heaven. Wait, and, and, and you got this, served all 10? I got served all 10, but they oh were my like God. tiny scoops. I uh-huh. mean, scoops like the size of a silver dollar. I, wow. So do you remember any of the 
the flavors? I don't, but it was a high, it was like a peak dessert experience for me yeah. as, as an adolescent. I, you know, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me that one time I, um, uh, Lori and I had lunch at Gramercy Tavern, uh-huh. Danny Meyer's restaurant in New York. And uh, for dessert, one of us got the ice cream plate, which had three canals of ice cream. And uh-huh. one of us got the sorbet. I don't remember who who was who. And I don't really remember what the sorbet flavors were either. But uh-huh. but it was very good. Yeah, I feel like there used to be a day when when places would have like ice cream and sorbet. Yeah, this was on their 1998. Menus. So yeah, that this, was during the, the sorbet age. It was it was in the it sorbet. Was, age yeah it was <laughs> i think my meal was about 10 years earlier maybe like 88 or 89. yeah that, that was more that was really like the was heart the, like we were close to the the uh extinction we were close to like mass sorbet yeah. right yeah i also remember a time when sorbet was frequently served next to other desserts like you yes. know, like you would, they would serve like a flourless chocolate cake with a scoop of raspberry sorbet. Or do you know what I mean? I like know this what you used mean. to happen at the same. I think the same Gramercy Tavern meal. We got like a tomato, like heirloom tomato salad that had a little scoop of tor- tomato, tomato sorbet. sorbet. Yes. How nineties can you get? It's so 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 nineties. Have you ever uh, have you ever like used sorbet in any in any sexual way? <laughs> well, that could be fun. Uh, have you ever used sorbet in any sort of like recipe or like a yes with, with a, uh, like next to a plated dessert that you've served your loved ones? No. Okay. <laughs> um, have you? No. Um, well, because I uh, I have used it in milkshakes. Really? Because, like, I, I think if you if you go back to the milkshake episode, you will find Did, that I think I made the milkshake? I think I made the lemon the lemon cheesecake milkshake from or lemon buttermilk milkshake from Thoroughly Modern Milkshakes, yes. Adam Reed's book. Yes, uh, and it has vanilla ice cream, lemon sorbet, and buttermilk. Wow. Um, and uh, in the, he he uses sorbet a lot in that book, which is a great book. And uh, he says, and I and I think he's right that. Um, for flavoring a milkshake, it uh, you get more fruit flavor from using sorbet than from using a fruit flavored ice cream or a jam or something else. Oh, that makes really good sense. Uh huh. And he uses uh, chocolate sorbet in his chocolate milkshake. I think. Oh, really? Yes. So oh, if man. we ever turn up that chocolate sorbet, oh, I'm I'm looking for that book on your shelf. It's, right it's now. over there somewhere. Oh, for I sure. love it. This episode was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love helps you find a perfect fitting bra in minutes with their Fit Finder quiz. It's like a pop quiz online, but about boobs. Awesome. And you can try one of their bras free for 30 days just by paying $2.99 for shipping. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. This episode is brought to you by Full Pull Wines. So Molly and I actually met Paul, the Full Pull Wines guy, the chief, the puller in chief. Yeah, he's the puller in chief. At the Full Pull Wines warehouse in Soto, which is part of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And we learned about what they do. Yeah. And this is such a cool concept. So basically, let's say you're somebody who likes wine. Yep. Okay. Let's say that you feel pretty intimidated going into the grocery store because there's like so much wine. Yeah. Like at the grocery store near me, there are probably 1,500 different bottles of wine. And even at a certain point, the little shelf talker things aren't very helpful because you don't really know the people who are writing them. And you're kind of like, do I trust Joe Blow, wine talker man? 
man. Right. So what I want, I want a friend who is going to tell me like which wines to get that are like really good, interesting picks, explain, you know, what they taste like without using any ridiculous wine guy terminology. Mm -hmm. And then I want that guy to make it easy for me to buy the wines and to either come pick them up or have them shipped to me. Maybe I don't even have to leave my house. Well, full pull wines does all of those things. Yeah, Full Pull Wines is the guy. He's the guy. So you go to fullpullwines.com, you sign up for their free mailing list. Uh, you know, each email is just about one wine uh, that uh, that they really like and explaining where it's from, how it's grown, what it tastes like, why you might like it too. Yep. And if you like it, you say, hey, reserve a couple bottles of that for me, and then you go pick them up or they ship them right to your door. It's so cool. So yeah, Full Pull Wines, we are really glad to know about you. Fullpullwines.com. Okay, what else do we have to say about sorbet? Well, like, what what flavors... Uh, I mean, we've talked about raspberry, we've talked about mango, we've talked about chocolate. Are there, are there other... You know, does any fruit flavor make a good sorbet flavor? I... Well, so I have this thing against things that are peach-flavored. Oh, like, let's hear Like, I don't like it. peach yogurt, I don't want peach, peach ice cream, peach sorbet, that does not appeal to me. No, no, no. Is it because it's not very acidic? I don't know. Just peach flavored things are always like not very good. Because I, I think I want my sorbet to be tart. Yes. Uh, and none of these are. None of the ones we're tasting today. I, the lemon is kind of, mm. but it could be more so. It could be yeah. more so. I okay. So lemon, raspberry, mango, um, strawberry sorbet, classic. Oh yeah. Uh, blackberry and that's, and that's, sorbet. And, oh my god! I think I have a blackberry sorbet recipe on my blog. Oh, blackberry sorbet from like ten years fantastic. ago. Um, strawberry sorbet sound feels not tart enough to me. My daughter loves buying strawberry sorbet at like an ice cream store or <laughs> she, something like that. She always, that's sorry, what she looks for. Many of the things you just said, I need clarification. She loves buying it at an ice cream store. <laughs> I mean, this she sounds loves, like, it sounds like we're playing it. a make-believe game right now. Like, okay, uh, this is Molly's ice cream store and uh, <laughs> we have Italian ice, we have yeah. strawberry sorbet, we have uh, chocolate chip cookie Dough explosion, <laughs> and everything's twenty six cents. <laughs> yeah, here's my handwritten menu. <laughs> no, uh, June always looks for like when we go to our neighborhood gelato shop. Sure, she always gets the the sorbetto, the strawberry mm-hmm. sorbetto. Okay, that, that yeah. makes more sense now. She always buys it at <laughs> the, the ice, ice cream, cream store. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said ice cream store. That's what really stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> yeah, when June and I were playing ice cream store. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, God, when Iris was a kid, there were so many like fake restaurant games. Um, that uh, like, and it was it was always like it was the ritualized transaction that was the most important part of the game. Yeah. Um, like that, uh, you know. It's you could like see the little mind trying to figure out how the world works and like you know that it involves like someone coming up to a window and like <laughs> handing across some money totally. and then I hand you the stuff. It's so cool. I still love. I mean, I, I love know. the idea of playing that stuff. Um, I know. I wanna. I wanna order. I bet. I bet. Like you know, uh, since I mean, you can tell me. You have a young kid. Like it seems like. You can like order stuff. You don't. I mean, obviously, you can play a make believe game using only your imagination. But why? Because it pr- probably can get like all kinds of cool. Oh yeah, I mean, like, realistic I, fake food. Well, yeah, I mean, we have a whole bunch of fake food. IKEA makes a fake like a toy 
uh, cash register mm-hmm. that is very appealing. They also make a fake bookcase that looks like a bookcase, <laughs> but it falls apart after like six months. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I had one of those. Uh-huh, me too. And um, anyway- uh, they, Can I tell you a story? No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, at the Portland Children's Museum. Oh, um, oh I used to they, love that place. It's so cool. They have a whole room that is set up like a grocery store, complete with like a little <gasps> yes. bakery counter. They've got the produce section. They've got um, like the checkout lanes. And basically kids can play every different role there. Like kids can play the cashier. Kids can be the baker. Kids can be the shoppers. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. I also once saw a kid fully wet his pants there and leave a puddle on the ground. And the mom just like, what are you going to do? Pulled the kid away and they walked away. Oh, and man. I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to take Iris to the Children's Museum, but it was like tantrum central. Like, I mean, uh, and, and I'm not talking about other kids, although there were other kids having tantrums. It was just like, you know, You're if I want about yourself, if I want, yeah, no, if I want, <laughs> if I wanted me myself to have a total meltdown and just lose my shit all over the place, the children's museum was the place to do it. Cause like those fucking kids, you know, they would not let me get my hands on those ping pong balls for yeah. the big gears and levers. Toy. Oh, what about the water room? That's pretty cool. Yes, but it's it's hard to tell which is the water and which is the urine. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Wait. So I had a story about something. What what were we talking about I a minute ago? I just I just ran right over you and All wouldn't right. let you. No, no, no. In. I I interrupted you to try and tell my story. Um, and yeah, then I, I wouldn't my, let you. And then I forgot my story. So uh, so I'm gonna have a tantrum now. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, I think uh, that's going to do it. Uh, cool. Well, hey, so um, you can, I don't know, like you can tell us about why you think there isn't as much sorbet in the grocery store freezer aisle. Yeah. Uh, some some intrepid actual reporter should be reporting on this very important story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can tell us all all about your thoughts on this extremely important topic uh, at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Did we already say spilled milk podcast.com? Nope, we didn't. Okay. And oh, you can also find us on Instagram. We yes. are uh, at spilled milk podcast on Instagram. Uh huh. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Hey, we just remember to do the two oh things gosh, that we keep forgetting to do. All. Yes, Yay. we're doing. I'm so proud of us. I am too. I feel like we have earned one tantrum each because we've been Great. so good. Yay! Uh, and uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that hit its peak in 1998. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Because, you know, like clearly we're ethically compromised. I mean, and, in many ways. Yeah, and so so we should explain that because okay. our listeners clearly have no idea. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we we keep getting caught up in all of these conflicts of interest. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. the number of scandals that this show has become embroiled in. Oh man, we it, it's like a regular um, white water over here. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And a water gate. It's like a it's like a white gate. It's like a white gate. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. 
Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.